नमस्ते हेलो एंड वेलकम योर लिसनिंग टू स्टोरीज ऑफ इंडिया रीटोल्ड एंड आई एम योर स्टोरी टेलर निवी विद स्टोरीज फ्रॉम इंडिया एंड दिस इज पार्ट टू ऑफ द स्टोरी ऑफ द बर्ड्स ऑफ द पांडवा एंड कौरवा प्रिंसेस इन द संभव फर्वा ऑफ द महाभारता साउथी वैशम पायना टेल्स किंग जनमेजया एंड अदर्स गैदर्ड इन द स्नेक सैक्रिफाइस द स्टोरी ऑफ जनमेजयास एंसेस्टर्स बिलोंगिंग टू द कुरु डायनेस्टी This is the story of the births of the lead characters of this great epic. We are well and truly in the core story of the Mahabharata. The Kurukshetra war was fought between the sons of Dhritarashtra and Pandu. One of the main reasons for the Kurukshetra war is said to be the fact that Kauravas's father Dhritarashtra was not made king due to his disability. As far as the Kauravas were concerned, as the firstborn, their father was the legitimate heir and was robbed of his rightful place as king, even though at the time legally a person who was blind could not be king. Instead, Pandu, the second son, was made king. Along with the previous episode, this episode will give an idea into what led to the complicated dynamics. between the two families in part 1 of the story we saw how the brides for the three brothers dhritarashtra pandu and vidura were chosen we also learned that when they were younger dhritarashtra's wife gandhari and one of pandu's wives kunti were both blessed with boons to obtain sons The marriages of the princes strengthened the Kuru dynasty's relationship with its allies. Taking advantage of the newly formed alliances, Pandu decided to work towards strengthening his dynasty. He put together a large army and went on a campaign to conquer more lands. He attacked and killed Darwa of the Magadha kingdom. He defeated the Videha kingdom in Mithila and conquered Kashi, Suma and Pundra. To say that the campaign was successful would be an understatement. Pandu not only gained new lands and expanded his kingdom, but he also made a name for himself as a fearsome and intelligent warrior. He was acknowledged as a capable ruler. More and more rulers decided it was best to be allies with the Kuru dynasty. They came to Pandu and offered to him as tribute precious stones and metals elephants horses and chariots cows donkeys camels buffaloes goats and sheep the members of the kuru family and the citizens of hastinapur rejoiced when pandu returned victorious the kuru clan was ecstatic when they saw the wealth pandu had amassed in the campaign This wealth was then shared between the members of the family including Bhishma, Satyavati, Amba, Ambalika, Vidura and Dhritarashtra. As per the custom, a portion of the wealth was distributed as alms amongst the less fortunate and this task was performed under the direction of Dhritarashtra. After spending some time in the palace, Pandu decided to live in the forest and was accompanied by both his wives. The book doesn't hint at any reasons whatsoever for why Pandu took the decision to retire in the forest 
away from his responsibilities as king, his family, and the comfort of the palace. It does, however, mention that Pandu, an avid hunter, spent a lot of his time hunting. He also, along with Kunti and Madri, spent his time hiking along the southern slopes of the mountains of the Himalayas. Along their journey, they would set up camp in the mountain plains or forests, and the local people were always very welcoming to them, especially because they were all told beforehand by Dhritarashtra to make sure to take care of the royal party. Meanwhile, life continued as normal for Dhritarashtra and Gandhari, and to their delight, Gandhari was pregnant. The family was thrilled and were eagerly awaiting the birth of the hundred sons Gandhari was blessed with. But things didn't go exactly as Gandhari had expected. Gandhari conceived, however, she did not give birth even after two years of carrying her child in the womb. Understandably, this caused a lot of stress and frustration for her, especially so when she heard that Kunti, who was living in the forest at the time, had given birth to a son. Khandari could not understand what was happening to her. She was blessed by the mighty Shiva and Dwaipayana to have hundred sons, after all. Frustrated, confused and angry, Khandari beat her swollen belly hard, which caused her to miscarry and lose consciousness from the pain. When she regained her consciousness, Gandhari was shocked to find out that what she had carried in her womb for two long years, which had now come out from her body, was a lump of flesh which was more like an iron ball and nothing like a human baby. When all of this was transpiring, somehow, Krishna Dvaipayana came to know about it and he came to see Gandhari immediately. At the nick of time, Dvaipayana stopped Gandhari from throwing away the ball of flesh she had given birth to. Stop, Dvaipayana told her. What have you done? He asked her. Gandhari explained to Dvaipayana what had happened and expressed her disappointment and sadness. You blessed me with hundred sons, but instead I have given birth to a mass of flesh, she told him. Dvaipayana reassured Gandhari that his words would not be proven wrong. He instructed Gandhari to bring hundred pots filled with ghee. Next, he instructed her to sprinkle cool water on the ball of flesh. The water acted as a precursor to the process and the mass started to separate and divide itself into thumb-sized pieces. Altogether, it divided into 101 pieces and these embryos were then transferred into the ghee-filled pots, which were then sealed. The pots were moved to a secret spot and placed under watchful guard during all times. Veda Vyasa also gave instructions to Gandhari about how long she should wait before she opened the pots. I would like to add that I am aware that the story mentions 100 pots and 101 embryos. In fact, even in the book, the translator points out that the numbers don't match up, but looks like that's what is in the critical edition of the book. 
back to the story. Dwaipayana was right. His words did not prove wrong. Gandhari followed his instructions to the T and one by one her sons were born. Her first born was named Duryodhana. Within a span of a month, Gandhari's other children were born. In total, Dhritarashtra and Gandhari had 100 sons and one daughter who was named Dushala. Duryodhana's birth was said to have been ominous and it was predicted that Duryodhana would cause a lot of loss and destruction. Worried, the members of the court asked Dhritarashtra to get rid of Duryodhana at birth. However, Dhritarashtra refused. At this point in the storytelling, Janamejaya asked Sauti Vaishampayana to tell the names of all the 101 Kaurava siblings and the Sauti obliged. He told the names of all the Kauravas in the order of their birth, starting from the eldest. Keeping in mind that we don't want this episode to be overly long, I shall skip the names. Sauti Vaishampayana then moved on to the story of the births of the Pandava brothers as Janamejaya asked him about why he called them the partial reincarnations of gods earlier. Sauti explained, when Pandu, who at the time was living in the forest with his wives, was out hunting in the forest one day, came across a stag who was mating with the doe. Pandu decided to hunt the stag even though the stag was involved in a very intimate moment with the doe. When the stag was hit and injured with Pandu's arrows, it fell and to Pandu's surprise, it spoke out in a human voice. Turns out the stag was actually a rishi's son, a sage named Kindama, who was with his wife and the both of them were in the form of a deer in the forest. Kimdama scolded Pandu for his actions and told him that by killing him he had betrayed his dharma. Pandu refuted the allegations and maintained his innocence. And thus they began to argue and counterargue the point whether Pandu had acted against dharma by targeting what he thought was a deer which was in the middle of an intimate act. Pandu insisted that because he thought it was a deer no rule applied with regards to killing it and so it shouldn't matter how he killed it however kimdama disagreed kimdama opined that as a king pandu's dharma was to punish other men who failed to follow their dharma and caused harm but instead he was hunting innocent and peaceful animals You don't deserve to be punished for killing me as you didn't know I was a man. However, you attacked an innocent animal at its most vulnerable moment. You did not let me mate with my partner and interrupted a process where I might have had a child and for those reasons you are guilty and you will be punished accordingly. Kimdama wanted Pandu to suffer in a similar way as he had suffered. in a state where he was overcome with desire you will take your last breath when you experience desire and want to be with your partner and your partner will follow you in death kimdama cursed pandu before he passed away due to his injuries pandu was distraught the guilt of killing an innocent man and the burden of the curse that he was punished with was weighing him down 
he believed that he was living a reckless life and as a result of that he had to now live under the shadow of a curse where he could not procreate pandu came to a decision that he would give up all pleasures in life and live a simple life in the forest eating food from the forest or by begging for very little food like an ascetic would when he informed kunti and madri about his decision they insisted on living with him and convinced him that they too would live alongside him pandu began living his life the simple way and performing austerities together with his wives he traveled to different places and met many rishis and siddhas he learned from the rishis and became educated himself and eventually got the title of brahma rishi one day while talking to his rishi friends pandu lamented the fact that he had no sons because of which he would not be able to enter heaven since no matter all the wonderful things one might do in life but if one does not father a son he would not get entry into heaven this was troubling pandu immensely so the other rishis urged pandu to find a solution for his troubles and to have sons using any means he could think of pandu decided that he would have sons through niyoga when he brought this up with kunti she refused i am completely devoted to you she reminded pandu when pandu insisted that it wasn't a bad idea and presented her with examples of how other prominent families had children via niyoga kunti told him the story of a king named vyushitashwa vyushitashwa a rajarishi belonging to the puru lineage died before he had sons with his wife bhadra the daughter of kakshivat bhadra was inconsolable and felt it was better to be dead than live a life without a husband or sons she hugged the corpse of her husband and questioned him how he could leave her in such a situation when the voice of her husband interrupted her lamentations and told her that he would have sons with her and gave her instructions about what she must do eventually queen badra had seven sons with the dead king three of whom became the kings of the shalwa kingdom and four of the madra kingdom if you use the powers of yoga that you have developed through years of practice we too can have children in the same way as vishitashwa and bhadra said kunti it won't work stated pandu vishitashwa was a rajarishi endowed with extraordinary powers he was like a god pandu told kunti that the values of dharma that she was clinging on to was relative with respect to time because in the ancient times the times when people did not cover their bodies with clothes the women weren't exclusively with their husbands and it was not frowned upon by society as it was considered as acceptable practice by both the maharishis and the people in fact pandu reminded her the people of the northern kuru region still practice it it was only later on when a sage named shwetaketu who did not like the way women were being treated laid down rules for the society where adultery rape and seducing of vulnerable girls and women was considered a sin similarly 
a wife who refuses to conceive a son according to her husband's wishes is also committing a sin pandu said when kunti was still not convinced pandu added according to dharma a wife should seek out her husband when she's fertile at other times she's free to choose but it is also true that the dharma of a wife is to obey her husband irrespective of how she feels about the matter you have to help me have sons so that i can fulfill my obligations pandu told kunti unwilling to disappoint her husband kunti finally relented she revealed to him the details of the boon that she was gifted from rishi durvasa and explained that she could ask any god for a son and they would have a son with her have a son with lord dharma that way we will have a son in our lineage who will follow dharma at all costs additionally lord dharma's spotless reputation will also help pandu said kunti did as pandu wished and she conceived a child with dharma she gave birth to a son and he was named yudhisthira at the time of his birth it was prophesied that he would be a virtuous king who would uphold dharma above all this made pandu very happy next he asked kunti to have a son who is strong because the lineage would benefit from someone with immense strength kunti prayed to vayu god of wind who was renowned for his superior strength from vayu kunti gave birth to bhimasena also known as vrikodara or bhima interestingly over at hastinapura gandhari who actually conceived the first time around the same time kunti had conceived yudhisthira finally had his first son duryodhana around the same time actually on the same day as kunti's second son bhima for his third son pandu wanted someone who had the most extraordinary qualities he decided that he would ask indra to father his third son indra was god of the gods and was extremely powerful so pandu began to perform a penance to please indra and asked kunti to do the same indra agreed when kunti asked and kunti had a son with indra he was named arjuna also known as partha or prita's son the birth of arjuna was celebrated not only by his parents but also by the gods seven maharishis gandharvas apsaras rudras nagas and the lords and people of the three worlds there was a lot of fanfare and they celebrated arjuna's birth with song and dance it was prophesized that he would be a formidable warrior he would bring great joy to his mother he would protect the family and that he would bring fame and prosperity to the kuru lineage pandu could not be more pleased nevertheless he got greedy for more sons and approached kunti about having more sons this time around kunti put her foot down with good reason too because you see while the practice of niyoga was perfectly acceptable in society there were rules about this sort of thing One of the rules was that a woman shall not have more than 3 children through niyoga. If she did, the society would not be kind to her and the woman would earn a bad reputation. Pandu backed off. Around this time, Madri came to Pandu and asked him if she too could have a child for him. 
she expressed that she felt like she was less than eligible because he had not asked her for sons and requested that Pandu convince Kunti to help her conceive a child through Niyoga. Pandu asked Kunti and she agreed. Kunti instructed Madri on what to do and asked her to think of a god. Madri thought of the Ashwini twins and as a result, she gave birth to twins, Nakula and Sahadeva. When Pandu approached Kunti again to help Madri have more sons, Kunti refused. She said that she felt betrayed by Madri because she thought of a way to have two sons at one try and from Kunti's perspective, Madri was being sly about the whole process and she didn't like it one bit. And thus, Pandu had five sons with the help of Kunti's gift. Yudhishthira, Bhimasena, Arjuna, Nakula and Sahadeva and they are collectively known as the Pandavas. This is the story of the births of the Kaurava and Pandava princes. Thank you so much for listening. For more related stories and information, please head to my Instagram at Stories of India Retold. If you have enjoyed the stories here on this podcast, please consider sharing it with your friends and family. As always, find the links for the podcast in the episode description. I hope to see you next time. Dhanyavada. Thank you.